You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. We are going to jump right into the show and get started with our grateful moment. Philip, what are you grateful for this week? Hey, good morning, everyone. I'm grateful for another week. Um, slept through the earthquake we had here <laughs> in, in the North Carolina area. So I'm thankful that we I'm able to wake up and see another day and everybody's doing well on my end. So I'm thankful for that. Good stuff. Evan, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful that my wife and I are celebrating 10 years of marriage on tomorrow. Very nice. Very, very nice. nice. Kelvin, what are you grateful for? What's going on, everybody? I am grateful that the Senate pro- finally got their act together and approved the stimulus package because um, a lot of people out there are hurting. Um, so it's a, it's a good thing that they got their acts together finally. I'm grateful. Nice, nice. And that's always um, something to be grateful for. Um, I am grateful for a whole bunch of stuff. And so obviously work has been good. I always talk about that. But this week um, with my project, my feed-in project that I talk the listeners air off about almost every other week, I hit 916 families this week. Like I am approaching a thousand families I'm so blessed because this is in my individual capacity. I do intend on um, 501c3 in this initiative, but I want to hit a thousand families first. And God is so faithful and so good. Um, He has given me the time, energy, the finances to continue to do this. And I'm really, really grateful for that. Congrats, Deanna. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really, really excited. Thank you. So let's jump right into our episode. This episode is going to be our bubble episode. And if you follow the NBA, which most of our listeners do, you know that the NBA came back um, to a great value version of the NBA, the Walmart version of the NBA, and we're playing in this thing called the bubble. There's so much to talk about, so much to unpack. Let's just jump right into it. You guys ready? Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. Hands off. Gloves off. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about are these Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns. Now, usually the Phoenix Suns is not in the front of the conversation for any particular reason in in the NBA. They're usually average at best. Um, You know, they'll have their cool little moments, but no one cares about them. Well, at least I don't care about them. But they came out on a tear in this NBA bubble. They are 5-0. and oh. They look like they are on a mission. They have a purpose. So my question that I'm going to throw out is, are they the best NBA team in this bubble right now? <laughs> oh, man, this is funny. Of course not. <laughs> Of course not. They are, they are, what their record says they are. They're hot right now, but unlike unlike a lot of the teams that's in the bubble, they're fighting for their lives. You know, it's a lot different 
right now with a lot of teams. Um, some teams trying to get the chemistry back. Players still trying to get the legs back. Um, they're trying to set their playoff rosters. Uh, they're feeling they're feeling through a lot of uh, different players. And Phoenix Suns, they're already in the playoffs already. So it's, it's really simple for me. Am I going to am I going to knock them 100%? No. They're playing very good basketball. Devin Booker is looking like a superstar. But are they the best team in the bubble? Heck no. So, I mean, look, Kelvin, they they start off, they're 5-0. and So you're saying, like, this Suns team, as we have it right now, you don't think they could be – I mean, they already beat the Clippers. Um, I'm not sure if they played the Lakers. So you're saying that they can't beat – the Clippers or the Lakers in like a seven-game series, maybe? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying like everybody know playoff basketball is totally different. I mean, the Lakers and the Clippers, their positions is already sealed already. You know, of course, you know, as a competitor, you're trying to win games. I get that. But when it comes to the playoffs, it's small ball, man. It's, it's every possession counts. They don't have a lineup to compete with those elite teams. But, you know, in a bubble situation, you know, they, they, can, they can win some games. Shout out to them, man. Put Phoenix on the map with these, these bubble wins. All right. All right. I would say that, uh, you know, number one, what you can acknowledge about the bubble is, one, I would say I've appreciated the bubble. It's like March Madness on crack. Mm-hmm. The only difference is there's zero defense being played. And so, of course, a team like Phoenix, who has some offensive firepower, that doesn't really have to play defense, is going to be able to get off. And the great thing is, with someone like Devin Booker, all he needs to do is be in the game. That is to say, you know, when they beat the Clippers, he was close enough within reach to make a miracle shot. He made a miracle shot mm-hmm. to beat the Clippers. And so, number two, L.A. Lakers aren't playing seriously. The team, I mean, there are certain teams in the bubble that are not playing seriously because they're just waiting for the playoffs. And teams are still getting the legs underneath them. So, I mean, they could have the bubble MVP, the bubble champions, but at the end of the day, they're not going to be the NBA champions. Respect the Phoenix Suns. Like I said in our conversation, they have shooting. They have the best coach. They're the hottest team this week. The, The best coach in the bubble field? The best coach right now in the bubble. Right now. Oh, right now. Kick him off the show. Kick him off the show. Kick him off the show. (laughs) The proof is in the pudding. They beat they beat who? They beat Miami. They beat the Clippers. Right? Miami without Jimmy Butler. Regardless, a win is a win. They beat they beat the the NBA G League affiliate of the the They are the only undefeated team in the bubble. Right now, they're the best team in the bubble. Five and oh. Who have done what they have done in a short span? So you have to give credit to that team. Yes or no? No. no. Yes. No. 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 First of all, first of all, first of all, it is one thing to give credit, right? Like, I don't think anyone is going to be like, oh, who cares? They won five games. Yeah, cool. But to give credit and then to be like, they're the best team in the bubble? Like, no, man. No. And then this man said the best coach in the bubble? <laughs> like, I can't believe it. Why are y'all fighting the fact? 
what team has gone undefeated against these are all good teams that defeated what team have been consistent now look at the clippers clippers smacked other than the loss to the lakers they smacked every other team Every other team. So and the Clippers only had one loss? That's what you're saying? The Clippers they have, have, they have they one loss, not two, two, because Phoenix gave them the second loss. Okay. <laughs> they beat Indiana. They beat, oh, so you have to give credit to the team. Why are you fighting this? Listen. The team right now in the bubble, as of today, August 9th, is the Phoenix Suns. And they have the best coach as of now, August 9th, 2020. The Phoenix Suns have the best coach, hands down. Give the credit. This is a Phil, this is preseason, Phil. This is preseason. <laughs> You've been talking, Phil. Phil, first of all, your argument fails for so many reasons. You're talking about the Clippers. Do you understand that beat the Clippers by a miracle shot without those twins coming off the bench? Like, come on, man. Like, you are not even being realistic in this thing. I'm not downplaying the fact that they have won their games, but when you look at at like how the teams are playing, as Evan mentioned, you know how how the two superstar teams are playing. You got um, Lou and Harold not playing. You got Kawhi taking low management in the middle of the games, and they're and and even with all of these factors, they're barely winning. But they're a win is a win, and this will gives you the credit to the coaching. He's able to outmaneuver, use the shooting, and pass these teams. Yes. So do you discredit the championship of the Toronto Raptors last year? Phil, you're no, talking they about won. oranges and apples, okay. man. So a these win guys, is a these... win is a win. Hey, if you Phil. can motivate your team to win, that makes you a better coach. Phil, Phil, Simple as that. Just, and, 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 go ahead, Phil. Go ahead, Phil. You, you slam. I throw the alley-oop. You slam it. All right. <laughs> so listen, Phil. Can, can you just acknowledge the fact that the coaches are not coaching the same a brand of basketball that they will coach in the playoffs. Scout reports brown. become different. The game becomes smaller. It becomes narrowed down. The, the benches get narrowed down. Everything becomes different. These guys from Phoenix right now are playing for their lives. They're already playing playoff-style basketball. That's not the same for the other teams, man. They're not fighting for their lives. They're already so, in there. So who the that? That's the no, coach's fault. No, no, it's not nobody's fault. It's, it's just acknowledging the two different circumstances. You got to acknowledge both circumstances to come with a good uh, argument. Phil, this team was 31 and 39. They needed a miracle to get in the playoffs. They are backs against the wall. They are Carson Wentz and the D-League Eagles willing their way to victory to go to the playoffs. And that's what makes the coaches so great. How could you motivate a team that has nothing to play for? To they do have play? something to play for. They're trying to get to the playoffs. Correct. Exactly. So who's for, So how many teams right now is vying for a playoff spot? Four teams, right? Mini, um, uh, Pelicans. The Pelicans. Blazers. The, Blazers, Blazers, the Kings. Blazers. Right? The yeah. Kings, right? Out of those teams, who's that played the best? No, as a matter of fact, who has played the best in the bubble? No, no, you was right by saying out of those four teams. Okay, yeah. who's the best? <laughs> who's right. have been playing the best out of the whole bubble? Phoenix. Who have motivated the team to play the highest level of capability? The Suns. 
That's Monty. This is not the time to get the best out of your team right now, Phil. Why not? This is you not play the time. For your life. Because people it are trying. The well, they are, Phil. Yeah. But other teams are trying to figure out their playoff rosters, Phil. Exactly. <laughs> it's totally different. Totally different mentalities going into the game, Phil. Five and zero is five and zero. Yeah. You cannot make look. You cannot make these arguments absent the circumstance. Like all we're saying is, you can't take out circumstances and be like, "Oh, they're they're five and zero." Like like, oh, they they beat a uh, uh, Lakers. Like let's say hypothetically, they beat a Laker team where LeBron and AD didn't play. Oh, they five and zero, but they didn't play with the best duo on the court. Like you you cannot make these arguments outside of the circumstances going around. You want to know what the Lakers are doing, what the Clippers are doing, trying to see what lineups is going to work well when they actually go to the playoffs. That's why we have scrimmages. So I'm gonna ask you a question. <laughs> do the Mavs have something to play for? Dallas Mavericks. Uh, do, do the Mavericks, do they have, do they have, is their seat finalized already? No. No, <laughs> only seats is finalized as the top two. Do, are, they playing for, are they playing for something? They might be, pray, they might be trying to lose. They, they <laughs> play their way out of a place because they might not like their first-round matchup. All circumstances is different right now, Phil. If this was the actual playoffs, then uh-huh. I'd give your points some credit. But it's not. As of t- <laughs> the Mavs are playing, and the Mavs are on seventh seed, right? They're trying to yeah. move up because they don't want to play the first two. So they're playing for something. It's the Pacers playing for something. Oh, I'm pointing out, out of the five games they won, four were meaningful games. Against the Mavs, against the Pacers, against the Heat, against the Clippers. So the Wizards, we just, that was a gimme. That's nothing. We, that was a, a free win. So they are the best yeah, what are, team what are the right playing now. For? What the Clippers playing for? Number, number one team? No, no they're playing for them to make sure they get their rosters correct, correct? Oh, my God. Oh, right? All right, man. Let's, let's, let's go, man. Let's go. Let me tell you, it took it down to the wire. You have to, you have to, we have to recognize, they beat the best teams right now. The only team that I lag, I'll give less credit to is the Wizards because the Wizards just happy to be there. They happy to be at Disneyland. Other than that, the Phoenix Suns are the hottest, the best coach team as of now. I rest my case. They beat, um, they beat all playoff teams other than the Wizards. They've already been rested. Done what they've done. Thank you. This is why I am the attorney, and I get paid for my opinion because of arguments like this. Moving on, <laughs> let us stay in the same vein as the Phoenix Suns, but let's talk about Devin Booker. Um, he has been, I mean. He's been playing amazing. And one of my favorite people in the whole world, the super talented Draymond Green, um, <laughs> came and, and, and put his two cents in. And he was like, basically, Devin, he is too good for the Suns. He needs to move away. Basically saying he's only going to win if he removed himself from that toxic environment that is the Phoenix Suns. Do you agree that Devin should leave? in order to better his chances to win, or should he stay and build with his team? I would say that Devin Booker needs to see what a full season with DeAndre Ayton and with Monty Williams looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I, th- you know, I, I, I take issue with guys like AD, who had a great opportunity, uh, had the number one pick, Zion Williams, AD, uh, had great opportunity to kind of just build that that franchise, but I mean, he ran to LeBron's be LeBron's sidekick. 
So I take issue with guys leaving. So I, I, I would, before I he demanded a trade, I would want to see what does it look like with a full season of DeAndre Eaton if he stops doping uh, of um, Monty Williams and Devin Booker. Cool. This where this where I will validate, and I hate to say this, kind of what Phil was saying. The fact that they showed that they can win games, circumstances, you know, have to be attached to it, but the fact that they show they can win games um, and he can raise his team to a certain level to be competitive, that tells me he ought to stay. Um, Draymond Green, I, I mean, it's easy for somebody to talk like him that's around the Avengers, and he's the guy uh, – He's the Avenger that just uh, does the bow and arrow thing. I, I don't even know his name, but he's okay. that guy. Yeah, 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 he's that guy. So he's not even – he don't even really got, really got powers. So it's easy for him to talk, but I think Devin Booker should stay stay where he at. I would love for him to come East Coast, Philadelphia area 215, but, you know, that's just me being a fan. But I would like to see him bring the uh, Suns back to those Barkley, Kevin Johnson days. I say oh. – um, I agree with you guys. I feel like we haven't seen a Booker and Aiton um, combination in its full glory as yet. I feel like I need to be able to see that first. But I'm just like, why is Draymond Green, like, I'm just going to transition a little bit. Why is he even weighing in on what needs to happen in Phoenix? Like, I really, really take offense to Mr triple single like trying to have his input all across the nba like dude you you are the beneficiary of a dynasty where he had impacts i'm not gonna downplay what draymond did but it's like it, listen sit down like when clay was injured and steph was injured you were out there running around for 40 minutes you are making no impacts on your team. Why don't you worry about if Golden State needs to keep your behind and stop worrying about what's going on on other teams? That's all I have to say. Devin, in New York, we have a wonderful place for you. We have a great <laughs> environment for you. You will be the face of the team. And if you win in New York, we will love you. One championship in New York equivalent to 16. Come to New York. You need the freedom. Yes, the coaches cycle. You had over six, well, five, six coaches in the last four years. Uh, a, 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 you know, a dysfunctional organization. Leave. It's too hot over there. You need a little, a little sun, a little winter, four seasons. Come on. We need you here. We appreciate you. We'll do whatever you ask for. Just come to New York. Please come. Devin, it's about your money, right? You do what's best for you. Loyalty doesn't count in this kind of environment. Bounce. Do whatever is loyal to you in your pockets and your brand. Follow that. Because once you get old, they don't need you no more. They're quick to cut you, blackball you, and just leave you. You have your power. Demand a trade. Get out while you can and enjoy your life. Phil, you just pretty much spoke about what Jim Dolan would do to him when he comes to the New York Knicks, if that ever were to happen. Because let's be honest here. Let, let's just be honest. You don't want Devin Booker on the New York Knicks. If he can't resurrect the Phoenix Suns, there's no way in the world he'd be able to resurrect the New York Knicks. 
anything is possible. As of now, the Knicks need a star. Devin Booker would be so well. How do we start talking about process. the Knicks? I, I don't. I, I don't have no. I don't have time for the Knicks. <laughs> Deal. Bear, bear with me. In reality, should the man stay? Yes, he should stay. No, he the should Knicks. not stay. He should go to the Knicks. Make my life much better. I'm just saying this. But overall, in real talk, he got to do what's best for him. Because once the owner finished with him, or they don't feel anything, they have it. They had four years to do something. And it's just another cycle. How do you trust an organization who have like Hornacek and all these teams and coaching cycle can't, you know, they can't stay in one piece. Why would you waste your time? You don't want to be in like another KG who had to wait 10 years to figure out, okay, I got to leave. Loyalty means nothing because they don't, they're not loyal to you. If they were loyal to him, they would put the, him in the best situation, draft, find the best uh, GM, and make sure, you know, they have the ability to do to put surround him with the best pieces to make. It's too late. Leave. Bounce. I think I think in fairness though, I think Draymond, and I'm rarely fair to Draymond. I mean I'm fair to him, but maybe not to him. Um I think Draymond is suggesting that the market is not is not a suitable for somebody like him, a, a superstar talent like himself. I feel like he would get more notoriety if he was in a bigger market. And I think to that point, it's true because he's a really good player, but Phoenix is hot in him right now. Not enough people know how good that man's talent is. Yeah. So to that point, I would agree, but everything else, I would like to see him stick it out. Yeah, I, I, th I think that's true. I, I, I'd also add that if, to get biblical for a moment, if I were speaking to Draymond, I'd say, meeny, meeny, tiku, you're which means your days are numbered. You have been judged. Draymond Green needs to go to Phoenix if he wants to play with Devin Booker. Mm -hmm. Because I, I can guarantee this. Draymond Green is an idiot. He is um, an average player, mm -hmm. but he's a glue guy. Putting someone like Draymond Green on Phoenix would, I think, put them in the playoffs for sure. Um, just his ability to kind of push. like I'm, DeAndre Aiden looks like he needs to be motivated. Like, he looks kind of soft. Like, mm -hmm. he looks like he needs someone to, like, not give him a hug, but to smack him around a little bit, toughen him <laughs> up. And having that with, DeAndre, uh, with um, Draymond Green, I think, actually, instead of Draymond Green telling him he needs to go somewhere, Draymond Green needs to realize his days in, in, um, in the dynasty are, 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 are waning, and he's soon to be sent out. So if yeah. I were him, I'd be looking to, to join Phoenix Suns. I agree. That makes sense. That would definitely make sense for him. Um, he's overrated. Uh, yeah, he's but not going to look the same on the Phoenix uniform. I don't think he would either. I agree, he's Kelvin. Look the same. I think if you talk about somebody, like we're going to get into later, somebody like Bam out of Bayou, now him going over there maybe make more sense, but I think Draymond is just overrated. When you play with elite talent like that, oh, listen, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. But I'm sorry, I just had to comment on that. I don't respect Draymond Green's green game as much as everybody else does, obviously. I mean, Dray Draymond was like, what, the fifth or sixth best player on Golden State? Like, in, in the prime? Maybe the 15th. <laughs> you know, so, you know, he, he, he just does the most. Like, I've been tired of him since he was coming at Charles Barkley. Like, I, I mean, seriously, seriously. <laughs> I will say this, though. Draymond has Charles Barkley in check on TNT. 
<laughs> Strapped that man up. Played defense. That man zipped his mouth. <laughs> that old is- now. You're going to take advantage of the old head, man. Somebody <laughs> get slapped Draymond, man. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on to um, another city that begins with the P, the Philadelphia 76ers. You know, my favorite city outside of New York to talk about. Um, as you're aware, or if you're not aware, Ben Simmons suffered a dislocated kneecap against the Wizards this week, and he is currently listed as day-to-day. The odds of him returning in the playoffs is looking really tenuous. That's probably not going to happen. Um, we all know that Ben Simmons is not the three-point god, right? Like, he's not the guy you're going to give the ball to to make that game win his shot. But he is the most versatile players in the league. Without him, in my opinion, Philadelphia's options become limited on offense and on defense because Ben Simmons is a guy that can guard anyone on the floor. I mean, and that's, that's not something that you can take um, lightly. Simmons was the key to the Sixers' defensive lineups, um, able to guard every player, um, with impunity, and without him, I feel like Joel Embiid is going to really have to step up and be the leader that he needs to be, um, you know, sans all the crying and the whining in the playoffs. Like, I'm going to really need him to come in and be the force that the 76ers need. So my question to the guys is, what kind of impact does this injury have on the 76ers? And does this in any way affect their run to the playoffs? I think he'll take lead on this. I'm going to clear my throat for this one, man. Listen, this might surprise you guys, but this is a blessing, (laughs) in my opinion. I do not think we can win the title. What I do think is by Ben getting hurt, it pushes the exit for Brett Brown to be gone. I was hoping he was even be gone in the bubble. He has, he has worn his welcome. He has hurt this team. He's not maximized the talent. So by Ben Simmons getting hurt right now, the team is going inevitably going to get worse. So now I'm speaking for Philly right now. Brett must go so we can prove our chances for next year. I'm a fan first, of course, but I'm a realist too. I want us to go far as we can go, but we are not a championship team this year. Brett Brown is not the team, the, the, play, the coach is gonna lead us to the chip. So Ben Simmons injury right now is a blessing to the skies. Hmm. I, I actually have a contrary view. I mean, I, I do agree Brett Brown needs to go. Brett Brown needs to go. Uh, Elton Brand may need to follow him out the door. Um, but there's something odd about Philly teams. And this is like not, this is not based on scouting. This is not based upon like any, anything that's going to be substantiable in data. I think the Sixers are going to play surprisingly well in the playoffs. I think they may get out the first round. Maybe. Depends who they, depends who they play. Um, I think... I think that 
that you're going to see players step up. I mean, Horford has played better. Um, I'm not saying Horford's played better enough to make us a contender. Oh my gosh, um, he's so slow, man. Oh, he is. I mean, he plays like like uh, like Phil Janice. <laughs> oh wow, the shots is fire. <laughs> um, but 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 uh, the issue the issue is that yeah, it's just that I think they're gonna play better than I don't think they're gonna be like bad because even look at even they played like Orlando like. They look exactly the same. They, they didn't look like much worse. It was like, oh God, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. So, but that's because, that's because Brett put him in a terrible position, position starting a bubble when he moved Ben to the four and didn't make him play the four. Ben was lost. His stats was at an all time low across the board. Yeah. It was a bad coaching move, man. Like yeah. that's why that's why we didn't look different because yeah. Brett Brown. Yeah. Sorry, Evan. Uh, you know I'm going to get you right. you know, I mean, tired of this. We're incompetent. Like, when Kevin and I have our, our secret talks, it's just like, yo, we got to find a way to, like, get rid of him. Sending him all to another country. Like, he has to go. Like, he's a nice guy. Nice guy. Nice guy. But he can't – I mean, he can't even evaluate talent. You got Trey Burke in the bubble killing it, and he's playing this white boy, Nino. <laughs> I'm tired of white boys getting love on the Sixers. They love Keisha McConnell. They love Nito. I mean, I like JJ Redick, but if you're white, it's almost if you get the right to play basketball and guys with talent like Trey Burke or Alex Burke just kind of sits on the bench. And the guy has, has, has I mean, the guy has talent. Like, I, I'm not a racist, okay? But my thing is, I'm tired of European players getting play, playing, and they don't play defense. What, what costs us in the Boston series is is these guys, Ersan Ilasova, um, the other guy um, played play for the Spurs. I can't remember his name. Uh, they, they were getting fried by rookies. Bellinelli. I mean, Bellinelli, just getting fried. I, I mean, the, the J.J. Redick, too, Ev. Don't forget J.J. Look, they I just mean, took turns on him. Thing, though, it's, it's okay to have one guy that can't play defense. It's not okay if you have three guys on the court that can't play defense. Agree. And he keeps giving these guys opportunities, and, and these good guys who end up leaving our team and playing well, it's a problem. Look, I, I'm going to close with this. This way it relates to Brett Brown. Jaleel Ufer left the Sixers complaining about Brett Brown. Michael Carter-Williams left the Sixers complaining about Brett Brown. Um, 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 um. Butler. Jimmy Butler. Butler. Jimmy Butler. He's the most valid of all the people listed. Markel Fultz, broke, broken Markel Fultz. Everyone points to Brett Brown. Get him out of my city. Get him off my franchise. Give uh, us free. Yes. Please, please. <laughs> all right. Well, Brett, I think you need to stay five more years. It helped us out. <laughs> actually, surprisingly, I think this is going to actually help the Sixers for the simple reason that they used to not having been on the floor. Uh, Three-point MB will actually go down and play more power forward, and the team will flow a little better. Not saying they're a better team, but now two confusing big men on the floor (laughs) will actually uh, is eliminated now. Now everyone would know their role. Only one clown is on the floor. So I think it's going to help out. And even, even so improve their chances, like Evan said, to make it maybe to the second round. So I think it dramatically will improve the floor spacing, 
the opportunities for Joel to, to heal. Everybody know he'll be the go-to guy down the stress, stretch, similar to Jimmy Butler was. And Jimmy Butler literally took that, took that role because no one was telling him. So I think it will be a positive influence. But Brett Brown, you stood there during the process. This is process part three. Continue to do your job the best way you can. Keep failing and make me proud. I appreciate you. Thank you, Brett Brown. So it sounds like I'm the only one that sees this big gaping hole of, of Ben not being on the team. They're, come on, guys. No, 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 no. I'm with you. I, no, I just want him off the team to get Brett Brown off. Okay. That's the only reason. I, I agree. Ben, ben makes us tremendously better. I don't yeah, know what Only with good coaching. Brett Brown's not a good coach. You have not hit your peak. Imagine Mark Jackson there. Imagine Mount, Mounty was there, the Phoenix coach, coach uh, Suns coach. Imagine um. Can you stop Atkins. talking about the Phoenix coach now? Because <laughs> going overboard with this. <laughs> Better coaches will actually improve each one of those players. And Brett Brown is not a good coach, so you're not going to expect what you can or get the best out of this situation right now. So, and, and, here, and here's the thing with Brett, right? Brett has no offensive concept. Like I, I watched, I watched him. It's like, yo, what offense are we running? It's like rec ball. It's like me going out there, playing with a bunch of high schoolers, and say, hey, man, I'm just about to pass the ball. I'm just about to just have fun. And, and, and that is the problem. And, and here's the thing. Ben Simmons has gotten better defensively. He's gotten better as a passer. Brett Brown has not grown his offensive skill package at all. And that's a problem. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, let us um, move from Philly and go to the next city with a P. We hit Phoenix. We hit Philly. Now we are heading over to Portland, where we get to talk about one of my favorite players in the league, my main man, Dame. Now, we all know that the Blazers, they are fighting, they're clawing, they're crawling, they're crying. I mean, I don't know what you want to call it, but they're trying their best to make it into the playoffs this year. My question for our guys today is, will they still be trailing and miss the playoffs, or are we going to see a miracle and see the Blazers in there? I believe the Blazers are actually going to squeak inside. They have the best team outside the bubble. Contrary to what I said, but the Phoenix is the hottest because they're the Suns, but the best team is basically the Trailblazers. What? Let the record reflect. Let the record reflect. <laughs> oh my this man goodness. did not say the hottest team. This man said the best team. <laughs> Don't let him change. Oh, that fast. He's Your honor. Your honor. Do not let him change mid, <laughs> mid-trial, okay? Yes. The Blazers will so. squeak in because of the talent they have they will they will get in the playoff they will get in the playing um game and win that and propose a matchup for the number one seed whether i think um the lakers do have locked up that seed so that'd be interesting and i'm a mellow fan no matter no matter where he goes i'm a carmelo fan a guy to endure all that in new york he has i'm behind him 100 so i think they will they'll succeed and do what they need to do I mean, in all fairness, you being a Carmelo fan don't answer the question as to whether or not the Blazers are going to make the playoffs. Like, I, I'm a fan of a lot of things. Does that mean that that shapes the outcome? No. 
moving along. Phil, Phil be giving these sentimental takes, like, yeah, you know, Melo's been my best friend since I was a kid, and, you know, I just got to support him. <laughs> now, how, do you, how do we let Phil off the hook for his five-minute rank rant on Phoenix Suns winning, and he just switches just like that? Like, I'm done with Phil for the day, yo. I'm the done. best team in the bubble. Five and oh, baby. <laughs> Yo, let me be the host so I can mute this guy, man. I'm done with you, man. If you listen to my word, I said as of August 9th, they are the hottest team and the best team now. But overall, the Blazers. Alan, when we, when we end this, I want you to replay the segment where he said the best. Okay, replay that for, for the right. Phil is killing me, man. Phil is killing me today. The argument is so bad once again. I don't, like, this needs to just be a whole court session because he's contradicting himself. Like, we had to listen to the 10 minutes of him, like, like hailing the Phoenix Suns as the kings of the West, right? And now you're talking about the Blazers are the best team. And I'm just offended by that. Like, the Blazers are the best team? Like, what? I don't even want to pick the I, – I, I was going for the Blazers argument, but I don't even want it no more because Phil just jumped back on there. I got I to gotta rethink my thing. If I ever get arrested and go on trial, don't be my witness. Don't. <laughs> you, you, you change the stories like, like, like a serial killer. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> Yeah, mixing my words and the viewers heard me. The overall team outside this past um, week, the Blazers have the best opportunity and will make the playoff. The eight seed, they will solidify the eight seed and take away from Memphis. That's what I'm saying. But as my argument with Phoenix, they were the they are the best coach team, the best team thus far and have the best hot streak thus far. Don't mess my words. I think I should have been a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, did you happen to watch the game? Yes, Phil. You know, like, you you love putting titles on these teams. Did you happen to watch or catch the cliff notes of the Blazers game yesterday against the Clippers? Yeah, so when Dame missed those um, two shots to, to solidify the win, and then that kind of right? yeah to tie, no to, to to win and then oh. to tie it was oh, down man. by one and he missed both shots oh, and wow. it was a heartbreaker and they needed that win against the clippers so so based on what you know about that game it's your assertion let the record reflect is your <laughs> assertion still that the blazers are the best team in the bubble it's my assertion that that Blazers are the best overall team outside of the playoff. Overall. Um, really don't do anything because they're not the best overall anything. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> Evan, go ahead. Uh, you know, what happened to Dame yesterday is the most Philly thing of all time, right? <laughs> we, we, we get ready to play a, a hot player. And he has a bad game or something bad's happened. I, I kid you not. Dame is going for 55 tonight against the Sixers. 55 tonight against the Sixers. And the Sixers are getting slapped. And then the Sixers are going to turn around and, and unleash the dogs on Devin Booker when they play Phoenix. They're going to unleash uh, Josh Richardson and Matisse Thibault. 
Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I like that. I like that. Let's go. Blazers are getting into the playoffs, and Phoenix is going to be disrespected, and DeAndre Ayton is going to get posterized by one Joel Hans Embiid. Okay. Kelvin. I like it. Kelvin, what are your thoughts? Oh, oh yeah. I, um, I, I agree. I definitely agree with what he was saying. Um, I do think that Dame is going to smash us tonight. Um, he's going to take out. Yeah, he's going. I mean, first of all, we're just terrible in the pick and roll anyway. So that's Dame's specialty. So, yeah, yeah, I have to agree with Evan right there. Um, we're going to get slapped. And I, but I think we're going to lose to the Suns too, sadly. Um, I just think so. I just think we just – we just – like right now without Ben, our coach acting silly, it don't look good for us, man. It don't look good for us. I just want to be on the record. Telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think uh, – I don't know. I think the Blazers have a chance of making it. Um, I wanted to look at the standings just to see where they were. Right now they're number nine um, behind the Grizzlies. They're about a game and a half out from number eight. So I don't know. I don't necessarily know if they're going to make it or not. Of course, I'm rooting for Dame. Anything Dame does, like, I'm all for it. And I would love to see them in the playoffs. Like, I think they have, like, that X factor um, to actually be able to make it. But since we're on the Blazers, I I just want to talk about some stuff that happened yesterday. So for those who didn't watch the game, um, Dame had an opportunity late in the game um, to shoot a couple of free throws. I don't remember the score at the time. Like, I don't know if him making them would have put them up or what, but that's not relevant. Patrick Beverly was on the sideline um, watching this, and he started laughing when Dame didn't make um, – his two free throw shots. Like he actually started dying. And so there was like a post-conference um, talk with Dame and Dame was like, oh, I'm not offended by that at all. Like it actually shows the level of respect that they have for my game. Like there's a level of expectation um, that they have of me considering that I sent Beverly home when he was on the Rockets from the playoffs. And I sent Paul George home um, just last year, we all know the shot in the playoffs um, and sent OKC home. So he's like, I am in no way offended by that, right? So then Paul George gets up there and is basically like, well, you're going home this year, respect. You know, Dame puts him in his place. Like, yeah, like you really shouldn't even be talking. Um, can we talk about... Does Paul George have the right to be talking trash to anybody at this point? And we all know what kind of player Paul George is, right? So we're not talking about if he's talented. But is he in a place to be able to talk trash to somebody like Dame? Well, what do y'all think? The problem is I think he's just taking the identity of Patrick Beverly and his Clippers team. He got the Morris twin over there. Yeah, Pat Beverly. You got these guys. That's like, that's like that's what they do for a living. They, you know, they 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 
They talk trash. They get under people's skins. So I think he's just being a product of his environment. Paul George has never been that guy to be talking like that. I don't remember that from him in his career. So I just think he's just playing the copycat role. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat Beverly, that's what he does. So I'm not mad at him trolling because if he gets flamed by Lillard, nobody's going to make a big deal of it because Lillard's supposed to flame him. So <laughs> that's just it just is what it is. So he has nothing to lose. Paul George, shut your mouth. Like, just shut your mouth because the man fried you last year. He fried you this year. He missed some shots. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm not buying what Dame's saying. So everybody out here to me is just talking crazy. Dame <laughs> talking about it's a it's a it's a sign of respect. No, 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 Dame. You miss foul shots, they talking trash, and you upset about it too. That's why you responded back. So everybody a little bit salty in this moment, but I think Paul George should definitely keep his mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, <laughs> Paul George is that guy who who's laughing at you when someone else is frying you, and you start saying, hold up, who this? <laughs> right, because, because like me and him are joking. I don't know you like that. So Paul George should not be talking trash to – Anyone, because at the end of the day, Paul George is not an alpha. He's nope. a beta. Mm-hmm. I watched him play in person when he played for Indiana, and he checked out. He came to um, he came to OKC, and 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 he got punked into signing another contract he didn't want to sign back with, right? And and, and now he is talking trash. He, he's a nice guy. I mean, he's a good guy. You know, he's not the guy to be out there, you know, dogging you. And so, and right, I mean, and number two, especially not to Dame. Dame has sent him out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Not a preseason game, mm-hmm. playoffs. And waved him goodbye to him and his homie Russ. Mm-hmm. And look, not only did he send him home by the team winning, he took a shot from 10,000 feet behind the line. Facial. And drained it in Paul George's face. And so for me, I'm like, no, 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 honey. Keep the same energy you had last year when your salty behind was in postseason saying, oh, man, it was a bad shot. (laughs) It was a bad shot. Like the, the, the shot hit the bottom of the net and sent you home. So for me, this sounded... Like, just a hater move. Like, at this point, you're hating. Like, you are still offended. You're still salty about what happened last year. And now you're using this moment. And like we said, this is a pre-playoff game. You're using this moment to kind of attempt to bully Dame. And Dame called him out. Dame is like, yo, dude, that's why you're jumping from team to team. You're a chump. Right? Like, it's, it's always easy to talk trash when you got, like, your two super talented older brothers that's going to support you. In this case, it's the one older brother in Kawhi who's going to carry the team anyway. Like, it's always easy to talk trash when you have that kind of support behind you. It's a, like, I really felt a way about Paul going down that route. And then when Dane right? Started calling him out, pulling his pants down. He's like, wait a minute. You cannot forget. I had six surgeries and look at me. I am still standing. 
and I'm still pushing. And it's like, dude, come on, man. Come on. Yeah, you can't have it both ways, dog. Exactly. Well, George, thank you so much. <clears throat> thank you so much for jumping in this arena. They played you last year. Dame, Lay, Dame Dollar flicked you a quarter and sent you home. Now is the time for you to talk all the smack you want to. Tell them, one, two, three, Cancun. I love it. Talk. You got your big brother behind you. Before, you had nobody. Now you got your big brother behind you. Talk all the smack we want. See what you want to do. You ain't going to do nothing. Bye-bye. One, two, three, Cancun. PG, it's time to turn rated R and do your thing. Send them home. More power to you, Paul. Talk. Patrick talk Beverly. Talk, talk after the fact, though. Why, I mean, why can't, why can't you bring that energy before we start playing? I don't yeah. understand that. Like, if, well, if I got something going. to say, I'm talking throughout the year. I'm not talking after I miss some free throw shots. That's show your character. That's you the best time him. to talk for him. Huh? And you, you talk reality, after the fact? That's weak. Nobody respect reality, that. I agree. You know, I agree. In reality, they're not ever gonna see each other. Then <laughs> the playoff. That's the playoff game they're gonna see. That's they're that's why he's talking trash. Because statistically, he can't see those these teams matching up. That's the only reason why he's talking trash. Like, I agree. The best time to talk. <laughs> nah, that's coward. <laughs> that's the coward move, PJ. You just copied over Beverly and, and the Morris brother, the it twin. Is. I agree. You know these guys are not going to fight. They just go, rah, 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 rah. Come on. Give me some type of action. Act spicy. Go ahead. Go ahead, PG. Do your thing. Guys, we're, we're, we're failing to realize that we're talking to the other PG. Phil Right. And, and this is what Phil does. Remember, Phil won't make a bet that Ben Simmons won't make three threes in the bubble. Easy, man. Easy, man. But he'll send you nasty text messages after you have a bad game. Right. right. Not during the game. Not during the game. After it's all said and done. I agree. This is true. And, and, and look, you want to know what? I'm a full-blown 80s baby. I am used to the trash talking that, like, MJ would do. Like, Jordan would send you a thesis before he played you. You ain't nothing. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop 40 on your head. Your whole team is trash. And then Jordan would go on the court and do everything he said he would do. Like, Kelvin, you brought up a good point. Don't talk after the fact. Like, you you are so confident in your team. You're confident in your ability. Yo, put it all out there. Exactly, Dan. Exactly. Dudes that do that, they know they're cowards, man. So he yeah. just told us – he just showed us his true colors, man. Yep. You know, that's how dudes act. Man. When, they get around, they, when they get around tough guys, they want to act tough. But then when a the bully want to punch you in the mouth and you got to fight for yourself, we all know you can't hang. <laughs> you know, we know what type of – this, what generation this is. These are not the same way we grew up watching basketball. These guys are not going to fight. They're going to do things odd. So, like I said, PG, go for it. One PG to another. Talk your trash. Talk it from a distance. And go fish outside um, Disney lot. We ain't talking about fighting, though. I'm just talking about just being a coward. We're not talking about about fighting at all. But you just showed us that you are a true (laughs) (laughs) non-alpha. All right, all right. So moving along, um, just generally, so we have all this bubble talk and and all of everything in the bubble is leading up to the playoffs that are shortly approaching. And so now I'm trying to figure out who will be the king of the East? Who is coming out of the East? Let me hear what y'all got to say about that. That's simple, Milwaukee. 
<laughs> Milwaukee's coming out the East. I don't see anyone else. I know Boston looked like Boston, Miami looked like they might do something, but Giannis is just too big, too powerful. The team clicks. They work on Austin. I don't see in a seven-game series anyone dethroning them. I think they're going straight to the championship. Is this the same guy that's all about, like, the numbers of what's going on right now? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, is, are, is this the same guy? Because I don't, I don't recall them sweeping through this bubble so far. It's for you to just say nobody else has a chance. I, I mean, like I said before, the East is up for grabs. We're looking at teams right now play this regular season brand of basketball. But just like last year, when every time that uh, the Freak is in the playoff series, teams adjust, they game plan specific for him and their team, and he has yet to show that he can overcome. So I am never going to be sold on Milwaukee until he can prove that. He can prove that. And there's some teams out there that can dethrone him Easy, not even to throw them. He didn't win nothing. Toronto, Toronto's team that won last year, so it's not hands down favorite for Milwaukee. It's about four teams that I think have a shot to come out the East. Okay, and what what teams are the? I mean, I know obviously the Bucks, um, the Raptors. Yes, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna sadly, nah, Kalo, that's my boy still. I'm 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 still I'm still gonna show him love. Raptors, <laughs> Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Right. Then we have Boston, which is was was my dark horse from the start. Mm -hmm. And I'm still and I'm still saying possibly the Heat. Oh, the Heat. I thought he was gonna say the Sixers. Okay. <laughs> no, like Yo, he's I'm not, not you, I'm man. Not, you don't I'm not you. <laughs> I'm not you. Listeners, go back to the Chris Broussard interview, and Calvin says the 76ers can do it. And listeners, now <laughs> Prince Simmons has a knee injury. <laughs> Right. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> you don't have to go back that far. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, um, Evan, who's um, the East man? I'm going Boston. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull a Kelvin and pick four teams. I'm going Boston. Um, the the Heat are beat up right now. Uh, and sure, they can they can muscle it out, but I'm I'm really not a believer um, in anyone on that roster consistently, consistently outside of Jimmy Butler. Mm -hmm. And 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 to be fair, Jimmy Butler is taking a step back. He's regressed this year, in part because he's not a great shooter. I mean, he's a spotty shooter, and he's taking he's taking like he hasn't he hasn't declined, but he he's taking a step back. Mm -hmm. uh, Bam Adebayo, I mean, he's been in the playoffs before. He he's he's going to be okay. Uh, I think, as Kevin pointed out, Kevin pointed out, you can take away Giannis, right? The reality is, you know, people talk about Ben Simmons can't shoot. Well, Ben Simmons won't shoot. Giannis still can't shoot. And the way you guard Giannis is you 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 just sag off of him, and you have a big help. Uh, when he when he drives in, and that's how you kind of neutralize him. Um, but Boston, to me, they've been to East Conference Finals before with this roster, with the exception uh, Kyrie. But Kyrie wasn't even playing, right? So they've been to Eastern Conference Finals before, um, and then um, 
I think Jason Tatum has taken some some serious strides here. Jalen Brown has gotten progressively better this season. Um, Gordon Hayward is uh, he's not Larry Bird, but you know he he's a white boy that can play. Yeah. And um, Kemba Walker. I want to see playoff Kemba. I want to see Kemba UConn, where he shaking you out your shoes in January. So I think I think Boston um, has. I think Boston has the best coach in the East. Um, and I think that I think Boston can upset Milwaukee, and they will know what to throw at him defensively. Just want to clear for the record. I was saying that I think the East is wide open. Four teams can win. But if you guys remember, way back when we was in the interview with Ashley Howard, you know how far ago that was, I said that Boston is my team that can win. I've been, I'm on, so I want to make sure the record is clear. If I had to pick a team, I'll say Boston. I've been said Boston since Ashley interview. But I'm just saying, I think nobody is a clear-cut favorite. Like before years, we would just say, okay, go State and Miami. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's, is that type of picks that we can have this year. I agree. And, um, you know, I think my safe bet is the Bucks. I mean, you, you can't really deny Giannis. You can't deny his ability, his strength, what he does, um, you know, offensively, defensively. I mean, you can't really deny that. But no one is talking about Chris Middleton. Okay, and all season he has been, in my opinion, probably a top 12, top 15 player in the league. And this guy is lighting everybody up like he's like that silent killer. No one talks about no one acknowledges. And um, I think with that tandem. The Bucks, are, you know, they're going to be a hard team to beat. With that said, I, I like Boston's chances. I think, you know, you guys mentioned Boston, Evan kind of went through the players, but I mean, Tatum got heart. I mean, I watched him play in those Eastern Conference finals. And um, wait, wasn't it against Cleveland? Yes, and he banged on LeBron. Bang on LeBron. Not only did he bang on him, he like pushed LeBron afterwards. I was like, yo, this is my guy. Like, he he has the talent. I feel like they have the core around them. I'm excited to see what Kemba does. Like, I think he's a monster. Um, so I do think it could realistically be a toss-up between the Bucks or Boston. I wouldn't be surprised by either one, to be honest. So that's kind of where I am. And obviously, we can't talk about who's coming out the East without talking about who's coming out of the West. So who are we picking to come out the West this year? I'm about to shock you all. Uh-oh. I'm about to make a Phil Janice take. <laughs> the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> Yo, he's joking. He's joking. What? He's joking. Like, no fun. I'm taking the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> wow. You're wow. not taking the Denver Nuggets, bro. You're not. The point wow. guard has to be. I'm not taking Denver. 
Never hustle, though. Never hustle. Like, I like, I got so concerned, y'all. I was like, I don't know what to say. I got the Clippers. I got the Clippers. Sleeper. That's your sleeper team. All right. So I think it's fair that we can pick a sleeper team too. I, you know. So that's not your. That's not your go-to. That's my yeah. I think it's mine is very easy without, and everybody probably think the same. It's between them two LA teams for me. Mm-hmm. Is 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 really that simple? But I do think, oh my goodness, it's gonna be a run for their money if the Trailblazers sneak in that eighth spot and play uh, L.A. I think that's gonna be an epic series, just because that kid with that DNA over there, Dane, he's not gonna go out easy. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm indifferent, but I'm gonna lean towards the Clippers. But my sleeper team. I'm going to have to say the Dallas Mavericks. Why? Why you pick? Why, why is that your sleeper team? I'm just curious. <laughs> I think Luca and Pozingas, being a former Knicks player, and Rick Carlisle could do something in the playoff. I said sleeper, but they have size, strength, speed, shooting. They have a lot of things, and I trust the coaching staff. Um, the Lakers coaching staff, um, I don't trust, you know, well, it should be LeBron is the coaching staff. So they still, they're inconsistent. I know they're trying to get their, their wheels bearing everything gets right for the playoff. But it's something about them. And L.A., I don't know if Kawhi is going to get hurt. You know, he, he could just fall apart <laughs> any seconds, you know. He had, so, so Denver too young. Um, do I trust Dame to make it there and so forth? Yeah, but that's a but to me the consistent team right now, other than the Phoenix Sun, but realistically, I think Dallas has a, a, a sleep of a chance based upon that the, the one-two punch and the shooters they have around them and the coaching. They could, I think, they could sneak in. Do I really believe it? Everybody, a punch of a chance, you know. Things could fall apart like like how Toronto won last year. Golden State was left with one leg. Stephen Curry and all the main pieces fell apart, and they won. So that's one of those things I'm thinking. Okay. So for me, I mean, this is going to be no surprise to these guys. The L.A. Clippers, they are coming out of the West. I mean, you have Kawhi, who's not fully human. Um, We don't even know what he is at this point couple with Paul George. You have the bench twins is what I call them, Lou, Harold. I mean, you got now there's Noah in the midst. You got Morris in the midst. I just I just don't see how a team can overcome all of those weapons. Then outside of Paul George and Kawhi being like the main offensive guys, they are also the main defensive guys. And so when you start looking at offense, defense, bench team completeness, I'm sorry, y'all. Like, I just, I just can't give it to um, anyone else. Not saying there can't be an upset, but my analysis have always been in a seven-game series against whatever team, can any team beat the Clippers 
in seven games, four times. I just don't see it. Um, now, if the Blazers creep into the playoffs, um, I love Dame. He's one of my favorite players. I write about him every year. Um, but uh, he'll be going home like he usually does um, every year. Like, I mean, like, let's keep it real. I just, I just don't see the Blazers. I mean, do you guys really think, like, the Blazers can pull off a major upset to take out any of the L.A. teams? I said I really I I don't I don't I think it can go down to the seven game to be honest I, because I just think it's about matchups you know I think far as matchups L.A. Lakers <clears throat> they have a great matchup they can match up well with the Clippers I think so the way they styles of play and I think A.D. is the X factor in that series but mm -hmm. when I think about the Blazers playing. Um, I think the guard matchup with McCullum and Dame Lillard, I don't think they have enough perimeter defense. When they when they lost Avery Bradley for, for the Lakers, it was a big hit for them, um, especially in terms of playing somebody like the, the Blazers. So I feel like matchups is the key thing. And I don't know if L.A., you know, they just they just don't match up well to me with the, with the Blazers. And, and I'd say this isn't your traditional AC that that, you know, this is really, they could have been a third seed this year if all the way healthy. Yeah. And so I think that the problem with, the problem with LA is LeBron is a great player. He's not always the best closer. The Blazers have potentially one of the best, if not the best closer in the game on their roster. Yeah. And then CZ McCollum's going to give him problems mm -hmm. as well. So, it, it, Evan, too, it'll come down. This series will come down to vintage LeBron. And LeBron doesn't want to be vintage LeBron in the first round of the playoffs. Exactly. I mean, that's not where he's at in his career right now. But because the matchup problem for the Trailblazers is they have nobody to check LeBron on the Trailblazers. But LeBron, he's now he's in a comfortable older years he's facilitating he's letting the game come to him he's gonna have to be in attack mode and show and show that there's nobody out there that can stop him from the jump to get the blazers out of there so it's all depending on um the, the perimeter defense for la and it's all depending on how lebron shows up <clears throat> and uh for for the lakers and and kelvin to your point about how the Blazers would, would match up with other teams. I think for me, at least, the game they played against the Clippers yesterday was really, really telling because in my opinion, that's a game that they should have won. Like you have Kawhi resting. I mean, that was your chance to come out there and make a state, you know, no Kawhi, like that's a big thing. And for me, the fact that they couldn't pull that off um, I didn't watch the game. I followed up afterwards. I don't remember. Is Lou and Harold back? Do you guys know? Lou's back. Lou's been back for a while. Harold's out with his, his grandmother yeah. passed away. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, he's, he didn't, he's out of the bubble. Okay. Okay. So, um, and I don't know what his status is for the play. I, I mean, I'm assuming he'll be come back to playing the playoffs. Yeah. Um, 
But I'm like, you had Kawhi out, Harold not there, and, and you still couldn't pull it off. Like, there, there's no way that they match up, in, in my opinion, with the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers would be a tough one for them because they have – Clippers have perimeter defense. So, Dame, Dame and, um, McCull- and McCollum, they won't look the same as they would on a lot of, a lot of teams. So, right. I, you know, from that standpoint, uh, the, the Clippers can score with them and they can defend them better. Opposed to the Lakers will have a hard time – guard in the perimeter yeah okay cool should be interesting to see all right who is your choice to win it all we spoke about the west we spoke about the east now we're talking about who's holding that trophy at the end of the year who's taking it home clips uh, I'm Clippers. hoping it's the Lakers, man. Just because of Paul George now. Because <laughs> Paul George, <laughs> Paul George has messed it up for me. I was always on board for the Clippers, man. But him opening his mouth, I want the Lakers to win. Damn, has so much real estate in in uh, Paul George's head that in the, in, in the championship interview, Paul George was like, "This is for you, Dave. This is for you. I'm a champion." <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going with the Lakers, man. Just because, just because of PG. So here's the question: Who I want to win? I would like the Lakers. No, 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 no. Who's going to win? Who you want to win? But who's going to win? I think the Clippers going to win. Okay, okay. Um, it's the Clippers for me, man. Like there, look in seven games, there is no one. Even like I feel like the Clippers, they're most evenly matched with the Clippers as far as talent, um, and matchups, things of that nature. But I, there is no one that can win four games in a seven-game run against the Clippers. I just don't see it. But why Why you, why you don't think the Lakers can win in a four-game series? Why? Um, yeah, four no, no, no. All, all I'm saying is I, I think the Lakers might push it to game seven. But I feel like the Clippers have more weapons than the Lakers do. All right, but you know the playoffs. You know the, everything is shrunk. The lineup is shrinking. They shrunk down. So it's going to be people playing a lot more minutes than they play right now. So I just think when you look at it, you got to factor in LeBron and AD playing forty minutes, uh, and then they have no solution for uh, for AD over the Clippers. I don't see nobody checking him. They used to they try to put Paul. You saw that first game when they had to try to have Paul George on him, sometimes Kawhi, they, whoever they put on him. I mean, AD was looking like, man, I don't even know. The unicorn, for real. Well, here's the thing. Um, and, and I, you know, I have gone on the record of saying, like, when it comes to AD, he's a beast. I don't, I don't really think anyone has an answer for him. Um, but the first game of the season in the NBA season, which was Lakers Clippers, um, the Clippers shut him down. As a matter of fact, I think he scored maybe two of four points in the fourth quarter. Was that the first time him and LeBron played with each other? Yeah. It was. Um, that was the first game, but they've been yeah. practicing all summer. But you know that's totally different from game. Yeah, like you see, like the, the the point I'm making is like I think AD is going to be AD and he's going to be a beast. But I mean, the 
I don't know. I like from what I've seen from that first game and even the second time they played, which was later in the season, um, the Clippers did a really good job of neutralizing him and LeBron. Like I think they have the ability. They can't hold AD down in a seven game series. Like, Oh, they're going to shut him down every game, but they, they can probably give him a, a really hard time two out of those four games. So even if he has like a vintage AD game, um, I feel like it might be games in there where it's like AD don't have anything for them. Um, gotcha. We keep talking about the playoffs. Like you guys don't remember playoff LeBron? Like did do you guys forget that a lot of the times in the playoffs LeBron – didn't even show up like in the fourth quarter. Like, oh, what? Oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. LeBron playoff. Oh, I, I put a LeBron playoff resume against anybody's. I concur. I mean, three, uh, three and six. Did he? Did he go? Did he go to the finals though? <laughs> yeah, he went. He went to the finals. We talking about going to the finals though? That's not. That's. I don't know anybody that did that. Like I'm not, I'm not saying I'm on, I'm just on a LeBron bandwagon train, but I'm just saying his his playoff resume is is better. Than, you know, what I mean, it's more pros than cons for sure. I'd say I'd be more concerned about Paul George's playoff record than LeBron's playoff record. You you said you'll be more what concerned about concerned it about Paul George's playoff performances than LeBron. Yeah, Paul George and, and, and is very inconsistent. I mean, he'll have some good games and he'll disappear. Yeah. Right, and, and you're absolutely right, but you want to know why this is to Paul George's benefit because he has been wildly, wildly inconsistent in the playoffs, but now he's on a team where it's like, even like if, if you have been watching the Clippers this season, Paul George has been inconsistent as well during the season. He has not been on and just on, on it all the time. But now you have a team that fills in those gaps where it's like, all right, like, you should be out here killing people, but you're not. And they have all the pieces to come in and, and close those holes. I, I feel like Paul George was never in a situation like a Clippers type scenario before. So well, another question I have about the Clippers though, since we, since we picking, like who is that leader? You know, when it gets tough out there, who was the leader for the Clippers? I don't know where the identity is. I know when, when, when um, Kawhi's having a tough game, you know, he's going to continue to shoot. He's just, a, you know, he's an assassin. He's going to continue to shoot. But it's like, I don't know who the leader is for that team. And I think that could be a problem in a series when it starts getting tough because I don't know what you guys' identity is. I know you guys win solely off talent right now. But when, when, when we make the adjustments in the playoffs, we got to look at that. You know, when it starts getting tough, What's going to happen? Who's going to step up? Who's going to be the person to equalize? Who's going to be the voice? You know, I don't know who that is because that's surely not Kawhi Leonard. And no, it's not Paul George either. So I, I don't know who their leader is. Hey, why Why do you think that Kawhi isn't the leader of the team now? Oh, because, I, I mean, Kawhi, I don't believe that's his nature. You know, even when you talk about all the teams he played for and he was successful, I mean, Kyle was the voice on, on the Raptors, to be honest. Um, San Antonio. They had the vets. They was the voice, the voices. He's just a, a a talent that can play. He's a scorer. You know, he's not a guy that's that's um, talking, rallying the troops. He's not a guy that's 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 helping somebody else out when they get their minds and they get frustrated, get flustered. He's not that guy. 
you know, a leader is is something more than somebody that just scores points. No, you, know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and 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 I'll say Kawhi, you know, Kawhi's a fun guy, and um, he really don't <laughs> talk to anybody. As a matter of fact, he don't even dap all of his teammates. Like we have seen that in the past. Right. But um, I do agree that he's been fortunate. He's been fortunate to have. And now, one thing I will say too to add to that, if I would say a leader would have to be Doc Rivers, but it, it always just can't be the coach. You know what I'm saying? Like it always, sometimes you got to have the player also. You just can't have the coach. Doc Rivers is going to be great. And he was lucky to have, um, you know, great coaching. He had Popovich, he had Nurse, he had, you know, he, and now he has uh, Doc. So, you know, he's going to have to rely on those guys. But as a player, sometimes you need to rally the troops. And he's not that guy. You all know who, I mean, I can only go from past playoff experiences, like the last Clippers run they had um, prior to, like, Kawhi and Paul George coming over. I know that um, Lou, Babyface Lou, was the voice, the leader, and the heart of that team. Yeah, no, Lou's You know what I mean? Out, and and so even going off of that, like, we know Kawhi is not going to be the guy in the locker room that's going to be pushing you, like, to do much of anything. But I feel like you have players on the roster. You have Lou Williams, who is that leader. And really? Then, and then Kawhi. Strip club chicken wing Lou. Yeah. Strip <laughs> <Her> club, <laughs> baby. Um, so I think in that sense, um, the Clippers have everything they need. All right. To, to, be, to be determined. Yes, exactly. TBD, because we can come back in a month like, oh, shoot, the Lakers got knocked out in the fluke. The Clippers got knocked out in the fluke. Exactly. Like, well, the Sixers are in the championship. <laughs> okay. yeah, that'd be a big one. <laughs> Not all dreams come true. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dues. Please listen on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Please follow us, like, and share on Facebook at A Lady and the symbol, Some Dues. So it's A Lady and Some Dues with the and being a symbol. Follow us on Instagram at A Lady and the word, Some Dues. So A Lady and Some Dues. Until next time. Thank you.